Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. That beautiful scripture reading reminds us how important it is to be filled with the joy of the Lord. But the joy of the Lord comes when our hearts are being filled with God's own divine life and love, his spiritual help called grace. Grace enables us to rise above the limits of our humanity and for us to experience a tremendous interior spiritual delight. It's called joy. Joy is very different than, say, the pleasures that come from our ego of winning a game, for example, of our flesh, having that perfect chocolate or drink or any other things that bring pleasure to the body or having possessions and being consumed by the things of the world, the entertainment, recreation. It can be so much pleasure, but we can lack joy. Today, I invite all of us, as we reflect upon these beautiful readings on this Easter Sunday morning, these words from St. Paul to the Colossians as he is teaching them, brothers and sisters, if you were raised with Christ, seek what is above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above and not what is on earth. We are on a pilgrimage. We are on a journey to our eternal destiny. And our eternal destiny is based on how we open our hearts to God's grace and we respond to the spiritual gifts that he wants to give us. All the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit like wisdom, so supernatural wisdom. These are all supernatural. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, piety, fortitude, and fear of the Lord. Those supernatural virtues of prudence, a supernatural prudence, a supernatural justice, a supernatural temperance, and a supernatural fortitude. And if that isn't enough, he gives us with the greatest faith, hope, and love, pure spiritual gifts. But if we are not ourselves seeking for what is above, we are likely to be dragged down and even to become saddened by the things that we don't have, the things that don't go the way we want. Losing a ball game, disappointments and sufferings in life, Maybe the business doesn't take off as we had hoped. The church in her beautiful wisdom has for so long invited religious and clergy to put into place certain disciplines that help us stay focused and seek what is above. As a priest, for example, and religious, we make promises or vows. As priests, we make promises, celibacy, simplicity of life, and obedience. Why those three? Because without obedience, we would go the same way as Adam and Eve. I want to decide for myself what is right and wrong. I want to do what I want to do. Rather than seeking what is above and the way that they had it, where everything was ordered in their lives, their passions, their desires, 
were ordered by reason. What's the reasonable thing to do? And it was enlightened by faith, what God had revealed to them. And it was motivated by charity, by love. To seek what is above is to defer humbly before God in obedience. And that's what Jesus did, which we celebrate today. He reversed the sin of Adam, the sin of Adam of I want to do it my own way. Jesus humbled himself, became obedient to the will of the Father to suffer for you and I, to free us from sin and help shake us, wake us up to seek that which is above. And when we do, we experience joy in our lives when we live in obedience to God's perfect and beautiful plan for our lives, even when that means difficulty and suffering and sacrifices. celibacy for the sake of the kingdom. Jesus, religious, clergy, are asked to be celibate for the sake of the kingdom. As beautiful and wonderful as that beautiful gift of our human sexuality, and as God designed it to be for a man and a woman to be married, and a fruitfulness that would come forth from that, new life and God planting an immortal soul in every single human being. Celibacy for the sake of the kingdom refers to the importance of chastity, to the things of the flesh. This could be food, drink, areas of sexuality, of course, any of these where we can be so vulnerable because we love pleasure. And in the world today, so many love to tell us, oh, you just need this pleasure, and then this pleasure, and then more of it. And the more that happens to us, the more we get drawn down into wanting the pleasures of the flesh, the pleasures of the ego, the will, violation of obedience, rather than looking above and allowing the basic disciplines of our life. Yes, we should enjoy the good things that God gave us in proper proportion according to our vocation. And in that we find great joy. A married couple laying down their life in love for the sake of their spouse, their children. It's not for their own good, but for the sake of the other. Religious sisters, brothers, priests, deacons, bishops are called to lay down their life in obedience to God in celibacy for the sake of the kingdom. And third, simplicity of life. I find in my own life, the simpler my life is, the less clutter I have in my life, the less I try to fill my day with every possible opportunity that lies before me, the freer, the more joyful, and the more disposed I am to the spiritual things that God throughout the day is inviting me into, the grace of each moment. My brothers and sisters, this Easter season, I invite us to open our hearts and to call upon God to fill us with those spiritual gifts we most need so that our own lives can be rightly ordered to seek that which is above that we long for the eternal destiny to be with God in heaven, and we help as many people as possible be set free 
from the pleasures of the ego that go against obedience, the pleasures of the flesh that go against healthy chastity in any vocation. And third, the things of the world that can consume us. We pray for the grace to keep our eyes on the Lord, to receive the grace of each moment, and to experience the joy, even in times of difficulty. Rejoice in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice in the Lord.